0: Boys Howdy, you're listening to the JRB Nerdcast on the JRB Studios Podcast Network. Today's episode is brought to you by the Rogues Den. The Rogues Den. Games for all gamers. Check them out at 2122 Highway 7 North in Harrison, Arkansas, or on Facebook at the Rogues Den. Now without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode of the Nerdcast. Well, howdy, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Nerdcast. I am back in the studio today, actually recording with our actual studio equipment for the first time in what seems like 10 or 15 episodes. It's been forever. Uh, But I have with me today Mr. Sean Harp. And Sean, you're back for the first time in a long time.
1: Yeah, it's been a minute.
0: It has been a while.
1: Adulting at its best.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, we haven't really played. We haven't been together to play D and D in a while either because it was I mean, we played last weekend, but before that it was like two or three weeks. And
1: just schedules weren't lining up. It just it's it's a pain.
0: Yeah, it's uh it's not ideal <clears throat> at the know, moment. So
1: holidays and you know jobs and it it hunting season for me right now, but I oh. mean I'm done with hunting season. But it, it it takes a toll on other stuff. And personally, I can't wait to get back into playing some D and D.
0: I can't either. I'm very excited. Uh, D&D is what we talked about with uh, Taylor Rowland last week, and it's what we're talking about again this week with Sean. Uh, so here's something that many of you may not know. We actually have a website. It uh, At one point, it was just jrbstudios.com, but since then, we've had some financial issues, so we have cut the website URL out of part of our finances. So right now our website is jrbstudios.wixsite.com. Same website, just we had to add the site because we don't own the URL right now. But on that website, we have blogs, we have the opportunity to contact us, we have our story, and we have a new section that was just added not recently uh, that is just a short stories section. So for any of you that want to write something and get it put online where people can see it, you can send it to us in an email we will read through it and determine if we want to put it on the website or not, and if we do, we'll let you know, and we'll put it up there for you for free. Uh, you won't make any money off of it, because we don't make any money off of it, but it'll be out there for people to see. Now, why do I say all that? Because today, what we're talking about is a topic that Sean wrote about, uh, actually, back in March, is <laughs> when he wrote this.
1: Holy cow, it is in yeah. a minute. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, Sean wrote this blog in March, and it was pertaining to um, the question of would you rather be a dungeon master or a player character? And so, if you haven't read that blog, because you just found out about our website and our blog, go and read it. But we're also going to talk about it on today's episode because Sean forgot to reread it before he came over, so he has no idea what it says. So his opinion now may be totally different than it was on March 25th when I published this.
1: <laughs> in my defense, I was in a food coma the last couple days.
0: That's true. We are recording the day after <clears throat> Thanksgiving, so...
1: Oh, yeah. yeah it's uh... yeah, Food comas for days.
0: <laughs> All right, so we have both sat on both sides of the screen. Um, you are currently the Dungeon Master of the current campaign we're playing. Yes. Uh, we are still on break from Athendel, which was supposed to last just the summer. Yeah, but I then, think we should
1: keep going. Give you a little bit more time. Yeah,
0: supposed to last <clears> just <throat> the summer, uh, but then it kind of turned into, well, let's wait a little bit longer because it's hunting season, and then it turned into, well, Sean wants to run this game, and I was like, I'm fine with it. it gives me more time uh, because, spoiler alert, I haven't worked on Athendel at all, <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, Insert shocking meme. (laughs) So, um, but I'm totally fine with not playing Athendale for a little while so that I can continue to play. Because my personal opinion, I'll go first uh, because it's a good segue. My personal opinion, I would rather play. I've done both. I would rather play games.
1: I am hands down 100% in agreement with you. (laughs) But running it, it's not bad. Now, I do agree that... You need to have both aspects now. <clears throat> now, you know, my opinion hasn't changed. I'd rather play from when I wrote that. But every now and then, you got to give the main DM a break. Let him play. Let those juices flow a little bit and you know, go from there. Otherwise, it's like, okay, well, we're just repetitious and trying to think of new content. And if you got other things going on, you feel like you're letting everybody down. You know, every now and then you gotta play. You gotta be a player at some point.
0: I agree, and I'm glad that we have a group now that everyone in the group is comfortable running a game. Because for the longest time, nobody would run a game except for Nick, and so Nick was just like, I remember Nick spent like three hundred dollars on D and D stuff one year at Christmas, and then didn't get to play D and D as a character for like three years. Yeah, (laughs) And it was like, oh man, you really love D&D, but you've never actually played D&D. You've only ever run the game. And, I mean, he loves running the game, but... He's one of those
1: weird ones that, I think he almost prefers the
0: DM. See, I don't know, because I've talked to him before where he's like, I I never get to play, and he's upset because he never gets to play because nobody would do it. And that's what got me started, because I was like, oh, well, Nick never gets to play, and he really wants to play. So... I'll run a game so that Nick can play, and so I think I think Nick really doesn't really matter to him which he's doing. He just likes yeah. to play D anD D. That's true. He just uh, likes to be in a room rolling dice. <laughs> you know, um,
1: keep him away from the craps table
0: <laughs> <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but for me personally, like I, I mean, I would much rather play than DM because. Like you say in your blog post, um, DMing a game is just—it's so much work. Like it's way more work than you think it is.
1: It—it's a lot more work than I, you know, I imagined. the The thing I'm I'm learning, and you know, you see all these all these DMs—they go in hours upon hours and lose themselves every contingency, and it's like wing it. Mm-hmm. I mean. It is a style of DMing to me. And you gotta have like a baseline of how you'd like to see it roll out. Like not one bit of that last game went any remotely according to plan. <laughs> like you guys left so much money just laying there that you could have took it and sold and
0: uh, to be fair, I tried to take it and sell it and they wouldn't let me. Well I mean Well some of it. Yeah. Probably not all of it, but some yeah.
1: of it. Yeah. <laughs> Regular players wouldn't have done that. they would be like, yeah, well, I'm going to take it anyways and, you know, go on. But stuff like that, it's just, you got to wing it. Or if you're missing a player, you got to be like, okay, well, and, you know, and I'd like to try and, you know, make it to where I can include them, but not include them while they're gone Mm -hmm. instead of someone having to roll for them. Because honestly, if they're not there, I feel like. Their person should be back at camp, they shouldn't be out adventuring Mm -hmm. because it's not fair to someone else or the DM have to roll for them. I mean, they should get their own right, you know. And then the next game, you might make something so they can keep up with the level and everything like that that happened to them while they were gone, which I might do. And then it was looking like I was going to get a TPK. <laughs> oh, the, I'm just like um, these are birds.
0: <laughs> yeah, we you guys we literally, not- <laughs> literally almost died in a fight with some kinku. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, like I'm like I'm feel like a jerk, you know, and like the whole way like, if you moved out of combat, yeah. But I also feel like if you hit a bird, a kinku, it's probably gonna daze it for a second to where you could probably move out of combat and not get hit. So. You know, it, it just, you can't take it too serious. I think that's that counterbalance to all the planning and prep work. And mm-hmm. Yeah. At the end of the day, you want to put out a good show, but at the end of the day, I think everybody's just having fun, BSing with each other, making fun of each other, and rolling some dice.
0: 100%. I agree. I mean, from someone who I had a long time where it was just me behind the screen for probably close to a year and a half yeah all i did was just run the game uh, and i enjoyed it But one of my favorite things about running the game was that i got to create the story that you guys were doing like it was all up to me <clears throat> where you went and who you met and the options you had to choose from for adventures and so that aspect of it was really fun for me to be able to like sit down, create this world, create this story that is parallel with a story I've already written before and see that play out was really awesome. But there's just something about being able to sit and pretend that you're a different person.
1: Oh yeah. Hands down. I mean, it's one of those things like, and everybody has it, you know, the anxiety or the stress from day to day life and it, your brain runs 90 to nothing at the end of the night or, or all the way through the day even. And you can't stop that. It, your brain is, is a supercomputer. If you could tell your brain what to do, we'd all be doing a lot better. <laughs> you just can't do that. And the fact that you could, to me, for me, it, it stops that altogether. Like when I'm playing, I'm not thinking about anything else but the game. And, you know, the rest of the world doesn't exist for me anymore. You know, for that brief, however long, three, five hours we play, Outside World is gone. Mm-hmm. You know, I am right where the story is. And and to me, that's, that's like, greatest place on Earth. You, you can't beat it.
0: I, I think the, my favorite thing, especially with the campaign we're playing right now, is, like, um, the campaign we're playing right now is uh, Waterdeep Dragon Heist. And so... Basically, what we're doing is we're doing Oceans 11 in D&D, essentially. And uh, if you've never watched Oceans 11 or Oceans 12 or Oceans 13, please, for the love of everything good and holy, pause this podcast, go watch those three movies, and then come back and finish the podcast. Because those are some of the greatest movies ever made. Oh, yeah. But we get to play that in Waterdeep, where we're like, formulating this heist right now we're still in the early stages so we haven't quite gotten to that yet but it's been really cool to like because my character used to be a, a guard like used to be like a sergeant in the guard yeah and so it's really cool for me to be able to like walk around and pretend that i'm a cop when you know i'm in real life i'm not a cop like i'm a <laughs> i'm a youth pastor who hangs out with teenagers <laughs> but in this D D game i get to be a cop and walk around and i'm in charge of people i mean i'm, I'm a retired cop
1: you still have that influence though that's, yeah that's the big kicker
0: and i still get to like pretend that i'm a detective and like finding things and looking for different stuff and rolling investigation checks and like thinking how a detective would think and it's like i don't get to do that on a day-to-day basis because that's not who i am like i'm I'm, I sit in an office, and I make phone calls, and I go hang out with teenagers at cafeterias, at schools, and I preach. Like, I, I don't solve murders and find missing paintings. Like, I, I don't do that.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm close to that, but I don't do that either. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, it's really cool for me to be able to, to pretend to do that for, you know, three hours. And have fun with it because and i think it really matters on who your dm is as well because like for me the only dms i've ever had are you nick and jason yeah and so it's like you guys are all pretty lenient you're all pretty relaxed nick is probably the most by the book of the three of you yeah and even he is like well you know rules are there just to guide us and i can kind of change them for what i need to
1: you know it's kind of like you know you're you know you were the one that was hurt the least from the kinku, because you only took, like, nine damage, but you were still double digits still. You were still good. hmm But at the same time, you kind of have to put that kind of, like, real-life aspect to it of, like, you hit me with a sword, I- I'm not going to be swinging at you back immediately. So if you, like, backed up afterwards, I'm going to be like, okay, now i got to move forward. Mm-hmm. I know the rules say if you move out of square, they get an attack of opportunity, but you hit him, and you hit him pretty good. So I was like, "Yeah, that was kind of one of those more lean. Now, if you'd been fighting, say, um, you know, another human or barbarian or orc or you know anything like that, I probably would have given them the attack of opportunity because they're battle hardened. But a bird, yeah. <laughs> You know, and, you know, I just see a little bird, but I know they're like, you know, four and a half foot tall, five foot tall birds that are pretty vicious. But it just to me, it was one of those things. At the moment, I was like, yeah, that's actually kind of, and I'll probably actually keep that in there, you know, later on for more stuff. So, like you, you're a battle hardened, you know, captain in the guard, on city watch. You've seen your fair share of fights. So, you know, if you hit something, there's a good chance that you know another human if you hit him hard enough i'm gonna be like okay if he moves away i'm gonna let that slide but if say you know next character hits you know somebody he's just the wizard if he hits away it's probably gonna be like mm, now they're gonna get an attack for opportunity
0: <laughs> and see like that's one of the most fun aspects of being the dungeon master is that you can have those narrative moments inside of the campaign that don't necessarily follow the rules but you're in charge of the game, so it doesn't really matter, right? Like, exactly. as long as your players don't just like get up in arms about you not following a specific rule, then I don't really see a problem with it. Well,
1: even if the players do get up in arms about it, it's like, well,
0: I mean, there's opportunity for
1: you to DM your own game. <laughs> well, that's fair, you know, and that's that's why I've always seen it. So, like, and and you know, I've had you, I've had Silva, you know, I've had Nick. You know, and I had you know a couple in high school that DM'd, and the the ones in high school they were real strict on the rules, like it was you follow to a T. But they're the ones in charge of the campaign, so I tried my best to follow to a D. You know, sometimes you gotta have that leniency just to have a little bit more fun with it. Mm -hmm. Because if you're serious all the time, you're just bringing your real world life in here, and you don't need to have super serious moments with that. a little little bit of comedic relief in there
0: i agree i think i think bottom line on the subject of dungeon master or player character really it just depends on what you feel led to do really oh yeah like like if your group needs a dungeon master and you feel like you can do it i guarantee you if i can do it you can do it oh if i can do it you can (laughs) i
1: hate public speaking And to me, that's basically just four or five (laughs) hours of public speaking.
0: So it's like, if we can do it, then, you know, you don't have to be Matt Mercer or Matt Colville or Chris Perkins. Like, you don't have to get up there and be this, like, celebrity dungeon master.
1: You know, and take that into account. If you've never watched Acquisitions Incorporated and watched Chris Perkins DM a game, he is the most lenient DM I've ever seen in my life.
0: He really is. And he wrote half the books. Exactly.
1: So (laughs) that... should give you a good go again pause this podcast and go watch some acquisition Incorporated. corporate those guys are wonderful and just just go do that this will be here when you get back
0: that's right so um i don't know man i think i think for me bottom line is pers- it's a personal decision that you have to make on your own based off of what your group needs at the time if your group has someone who's willing to DM and is a decent DM and not just like ruining the game for everybody, that's another thing. If you're going to DM, don't put too much pressure on yourself to be a great DM, but don't ruin the game for people, right? Like oh, for sure. Like, so if your group has a DM that is just ruining the game, then you should probably like say something about it and be like, look, nobody wants to come to D&D nights because well, you suck. And so we don't want to come and play your game. So nobody wants to play. Yeah, and you know sometimes, sometimes that confrontation is the best thing that can happen to a d d anD D group.
1: You know for sure. You know, and yeah, there's gonna be moments where I'm gonna be need, I'm gonna need to actually be serious and take. You know, there's a chance that all of you could die. But to me, literally the first like major confrontation you guys have had, there was no chance I was gonna just kill off all your players and just mm-hmm. I mean we even talked about this like your character you decided hey I'm going to be different this time I'm going to roll my steps what they are right down the line mm-hmm. and it really didn't work out so well <laughs> on the stuff oh, but yeah. you managed you know and then you guys don't have a dedicated healer so that didn't help much at all either.
0: yeah yeah Jason if you're listening to this which I hope Speaking that you of are which, Jason um Hurry up and bring your cleric to D&D night.
1: Oh, I, it, it's finished. I don't know if you've been on D&D Beyond on the campaign.
0: I haven't looked at the campaign <laughs> since last Saturday, but Jason was on the live stream last night, and he told ah, me, yes. he was like, yeah, I finished my uh, like life domain cleric or whatever it was. He's like, I finished my cleric, <laughs> and I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> it's <'cause> about time. <laughs> I
1: was talking to him, and he's like, actually, I'm just, I'm really jealous. I really wanted to be there. I was like, they could have used you, because... They almost all die.
0: Yeah, yeah, we definitely could have used a healer for sure. That's another thing. Um when you're making plans with your group, and this is one thing that our group is not great at. When you're making plans with your group, try and do it like a week in advance. Like try to do it in enough in enough time that people can either let you know if they have plans or make plans to be there so that they don't last minute have something pop up. Like, we're really bad at this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're really bad to be, like, Thursday morning and be like, hey, we play in Saturday? It's like, yeah. uh... Yeah, well,
1: we started out good, because we'd, we'd start Monday and be like, hey, what's the plans for this weekend? You know, and then, you know, you're a dad, he's a dad, we're all got jobs. It, it's, it's a little difficult at times. Yeah, and,
0: it gets hard at times, especially, like, and I don't know, Brittany's probably going to kill me for saying this, but, like, Brittany will sometimes make plans and then not tell me until, like, two days before... And so if I go and make plans on a Monday for that Saturday to play d d then on like Thursday night, I'm finding out, oh, well, I'm doing something to my in-laws this Saturday. <laughs> you, yeah, know? you know? Like, so I don't know how Jason's family is about that kind of stuff, but sometimes there's a lack of communication on my side. And when it's like, oh, dude, I know we plan to play, but I, I just can't be there.
1: Yeah. You know, hands that Like for me, Sundays are like next to impossible to do it. And it's usually the go-to is, hey, just move it to Sunday. It's a little difficult for me sometimes.
0: Mm-hmm. Sunday is normally the easiest day for most people just because it's like we wake up, go to church, eat lunch, and then you're done all afternoon. Yeah. But you've got family stuff almost every Sunday.
1: Yeah. It's, you know, go to church. I wake up, go to church, go out to the families all day, hang out with all the kids, let them beat up on me because I'm the cool uncle. <laughs> um you know eat and then drive all the way home by that time it's usually six seven o'clock at night and i'm Mm -hmm. like gotta be you know up to go do something next day or just trying to be lazy all my days off but Mm,
0: i feel that (laughs) so and that's you know if sean is really big about family and so sean has always been the type of person in our group to be like look man Family comes first. Like Me and Sean were supposed to record Tuesday (laughs) and ended up not being able to because I had some family stuff come up and I texted him and I was like, hey man, I'm sorry, I can't record tonight. I've got some stuff that came up. And he literally responded. He was like, it's fine. Family comes first. I'll see you Friday. And I was like, man, you're the best. (laughs) I mean,
1: no matter what, if you can get your family involved in d d even better. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. You know, nobody's gonna. If somebody's gonna be upset because you can't make because you got family things going on, you need to find another another group. Honestly, because yep. that's just toxic. You, I mean, you gotta have your family. You know, you gotta have your game family, your real family, and then they actually kind of coincide with each other because you know, my game family is my family. Also, that's the, you know, that's the downside of being friends with me. <laughs> your family, you're just you're out of luck on that.
0: That's uh, me and Brittany refer to sean as uncle sean when we're talking to baylor oh yeah and uh, baylor can't talk yet but like when he learns to talk he's gonna (laughs) call sean tanner and jason uncle sean uncle tanner and uncle jason or maybe he won't i don't know what he's gonna call him but
1: he can't talk but those eyes he has say everything (laughs) with some of the stuff he says
0: (laughs) he's definitely got three good uncles that come and play games with him that aren't real uncles oh yeah
1: um we can't wait for him to actually be one of the players
0: yeah, it's going to be a blast. He sits in there with us sometimes and he'll roll dice, but he has no idea what's happening cuz he's 2. So Yeah, he's
1: just like, "Ooh, <laughs> I can throw this or put it in my mouth."
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's what you got to watch for, especially when you have a 2-year-old at the table. But uh man, I I really we really went off the rails there for a minute, but uh, that's fine cuz it's my podcast, and we can do whatever we want. So. Hey,
1: you know, it's not my birthday, but we can still do whatever we want to. <laughs>
0: that's right. So, um let's see one other thing that like if you're okay so we talked about if you're going to dm how you should dm we talked about um you know some kind of like maybe conflicts you might face in your D &D group we talked about if you're gonna miss you know let your players or let your group know ahead of time try to plan accordingly so like last saturday when we finished our game when everybody was still at the house last Saturday, I initiated the conversation about when are we playing next? Yes. Because this weekend, obviously we can't because it's a holiday. Yeah. And, and I work
1: this Saturday, which speaking of which, if I get off work at six o'clock, as long as I can get home to let the dogs out, I'm sure I can have something written. If you guys like last minute, like holler at me, because I'm going to start trying to every Tuesday, sit down since it's my morning that I just, I take off, and then that evening I have movie night, but that morning I'm not doing nothing but sitting around. So I'm going to start trying to actually have something written up about every Tuesday morning.
0: Start writing some blog <clears> posts <throat> for me, too.
1: I can try that. I'm actually, since I didn't realize we had a uh, short story section now, I might actually start re- like voice recording all our sessions and making them into short stories. That would be awesome. That would that would be awesome.
0: It'd be really really cool. Um Matt, I actually I talked to Matt earlier today. We're kind of getting off the rails again, but it's still on the subject of JRB Studio, so it's fine. Talked to Matt a little earlier today while we were um doing a little bit of Black Friday shopping and Matt is actually going to start writing a short story series and let us publish it for him even though he has his own blog, but his blog is like strictly Sports. golf. Yeah, golf. So, uh and so he's going to let us publish his short stories. And then I have a series of short stories that I have in my brain right now. I haven't actually written anything out, but I have it all in my brain, and I'm going to try to start formulating and putting it all together. So, I mean, there's three potential different stories that you can go check out on our website. (laughs) Oh, for sure. (laughs) Shameless plug.
1: (laughs) Exactly. You You know, and back on the subject of how you should DM or how you should play, because it really goes with it i really like playing thieves i am horrible at it (laughs) but in a certain sense you should always play kind of true to life so like a thief an actual thief he ain't gonna care he's gonna steal from his friends any given chance that's fair he's gonna try and rob the chest before anybody can get to it and he, he sees gold he's gonna stop fighting so that's one thing you should take into account. You should kind of try and play true to character.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. If you're a player, 100%. Like I know it's difficult for like first-time players. Oh, yeah. Or, and and it, can, it can even be difficult Like like for our group sometimes when we create a character that we're not typically used to. Like um, the character I'm playing right now, uh, Brindry, is very easy for me to roleplay. Because yeah. it's a type of character that I've played before. Oh yeah, You know, a soldier who is kind of old and alone by himself, really has nothing, and he finds his group of friends. I've played that character before, so it's easy for me to roleplay that. Now, if I were to try and play like uh, like Nick's character, if I were try- to try and roleplay like a a wizard that's a huge nerd and <laughs> is a librarian, <laughs> it would be awful. Like, it would be atrocious but I would still try to play that true to character yeah. because that's the character I made, you know, you
1: know it kind of like, you know, Nick did this last game. He just very outspoken scholar type. So he's just going to say what he sees and he's just going to do it not realizing, hey, I probably shouldn't say that. Cause we could have actually made a lot of money at that. And I could have bought more books or, you know, yep. spells or, you know, a bunch of stuff. Cause yep. you guys really did overpay for those potions.
0: Yeah. Oh Oh. yeah, definitely. <laughs> we overpaid for the potions and then when we had the opportunity to make all of the money back, everyone in the party except for the retired cop was like, hey, we should not do that. The retired cop in the party was like, let's steal these and go make a bunch of money. And nobody else wanted to do it. <laughs> Apparently
1: y'all weren't paying attention. Tanner managed to get two of those bars before you guys realized it. Oh, I listened. I was listening.
0: <laughs> of course. I mean me and well me and nick didn't get into an argument our characters got into an argument about yes. it and, yeah. and tanner's character was like boop installed a couple of them but yeah. all right so um that was another sidebar so we've talked about if you're gonna dm how to do it if you're gonna miss a session how to do it uh how to plan a session now kind of on that same vein playing if you're going to play a character you need to do it, like you said, play it to the character that you created. Yeah. So, take into account your bond, your ideals, your flaw, uh, especially your flaw, and also your... Um, uh, what's it called? I just it completely blanked. Like, chaotic good. Yeah. Um, your alignment. Uh, yeah. Take into account your alignment. Because... There are a lot of things in D&D games that if you create a just neutral character, there will be a lot of opportunities for you to do something that is good that your character might not necessarily do because he's not a good character. Yeah, and th- you
1: know, along that lines, a lot of people don't use that alignment very often. It's some it's mm-hmm. overlooked. Uh You know, like in Athendale, you changed, you know, my Barbarian's, you know, alignment because he did a good deed, even though he really wasn't a good person. He was a chaotic neutral. You know, you brought him down to a regular straight up neutral where he would, you know, he would do something good, Mm -hmm. you know, and I tend to try and play more of a neutral character because when given that opportunity, I think about all of deeds that we've done so far how would my character react at that point, you yeah. know? So like when you're playing a character, take that into effect of if you're like, say you're evil, you know, you're playing like an evil sorcerer and you've done something good. That's going to take, in my opinion, that's gonna make you second guess some of the stuff you've been through this whole time. That's brought you to an evil state. You're going to be back and forth. Like "Well, I did this, Mm-hmm you know and why can't I do it again or why haven't I done that from the beginning right so I I think a lot of people overlook that until you know until they're just like oh well you wouldn't do that and it's like well I'm actually this but it's like if you do good deeds I think it should start slowly changing that
0: 100% that's why like I try to when I make a character I make them chaotic good because I feel like um, now, obviously, in real life, I'm a law-abiding citizen. Yeah. So, in real life, I am lawful good or lawful neutral. Probably lawful good if I had to assign myself. I would say lawful myself. good. But in Dungeons & Dragons, it's easier for me to play the role of someone that's chaotic good. Yeah. Because I'm going to serve the people for good no matter how I have to do it. So, like, if I have to break into a house to uncover some documents... Or to find people that have been murdered, uh, like we did last week. Yeah. <laughs> if I have to break in somewhere in order to do good, then that would be chaotic good. Because if it was lawful good, I wouldn't break in because that's breaking the law. I think
1: that would get into a whole other you know argument on that. Because if you're breaking into a house to check on something, well, being the circumstances, you were looking for a missing person. Mm-hmm. Technically, you'd be lawful good because you've been hired,
0: you That's know. fair, depending on who hires you, I guess. Yeah.
1: yeah. Like, in know.
0: our case, it was, who was it, like the... Oh, goodness, I, I can't, can't remember. remember.
1: I can't remember his name off the top of my head.
0: He had a very high, like, uh, standing in the city. Like, yeah. he was a diplomat in the city, and he hired us. So, like, in that case, it's basically like, you know, do what you have to do to get my son back. Yeah. Which it's fine yeah so you know? I mean
1: I'd still say that puts you at a lawful good I mean but at the same time you'd have to be on that bordering of the chaotic to mm-hmm. just okay well I'm gonna walk in here anyway even though I know this is a bad guy's hideout I shouldn't without a warrant you know kind right. of thing
0: right and that <clears throat> that's where like as a DM you need to know all of your characters alignments and make sure that your players understand what they mean and understand like you know, okay, well, your character is a lawful good or uh lawful evil or chaotic good, you know? Like, you need to know what your character's alignments are and make sure that your players understand when they start to do something, be like, okay, well, you know, Sean, what's your character's alignment? Oh, well, I'm chaotic good. You're chaotic good, so I don't really think that you would do this thing that is blatantly evil yeah. in order to... You know, I don't think that you would do that. Right. Like maybe you should think about that, but if you still want to do it, like I'll give you a couple minutes to think about it. And if you still want to do it, then we'll do it and we'll see what happens. We'll go from there. Yeah. You which
1: know? in case in point, you had one of the Kinkoo that was badly wounded, trying to call away from the whole scene. Me, if I was playing, I would have been playing a chaotic neutral guy. I would have went out there. This dude attacked me. He's not going to do it again. Well, it gave him no other option. My character would have went out there and just ended it. Y'all didn't. Y'all were like, well, we'll let him go. He's trying to leave. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that definitely comes into play. Now, had you had gone out there and did that, I'd be like, ooh, wow. Um, that escalated yeah. a little quicker than I was wanting <laughs> it yeah. to, but okay.
0: I'm fairly certain the character I'm playing right now, I say that I'd normally play Chaotic uh, chaotic Good, but I'm fairly certain that Brindry is Lawful Good. Yes. I think because of his background with Yes. Law I would say he's more
1: of the lawful good, but I, he's retired, more of like a private eye kind of.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of more of like a mercenary now, but but all that to say, like take your build into consideration when you're playing your character. Yeah. Because if you don't, then you won't enjoy the game as much and the people around you won't enjoy the game as much because it will literally like, and, and I, I used to do this really bad when I was, you know, new to Dungeons and Dragons. I wouldn't pay attention to, like, personality traits, flaws, bonds, all of that. I wouldn't pay attention to any of it. I would just, you know, do it just to say that I had it. And then I would just make the character in my head and role play as that character in my head. Yeah. But I wouldn't look at what I had on the paper except for the numbers, you know. And so it would get to where it was like, you know, uh, I was... I wasn't like manipulating the rank up system or the upgrades or, you know, the level up or whatever, but it got to a point where it was like, you know um, I was a, you know, seventh level fighter, sixth level rogue, pretty much just broken, right? Like I could do whatever I wanted. I was epic. I would never fail a stealth check. I would never fail an attack because I was just so overpowered. And it got to the point where I was like, it's just not fun to play anymore because there's never a challenge.
1: Yeah, and at that point as a DM, it's time to raise that challenge rating to make it to where you're suddenly limping for life, hoping that you might be able to leave or find a health potion at that point. Mm -hmm. And hopefully we'll get to that point on mine, you know, as you guys go through Waterdeep and uh, hopefully it'll get to the point where like, I don't know if I'm going to live, you know. And I think that would be absolutely amazing. Now, granted, with, you know, Silva coming in with the life domain cleric, it's going to put a little damper on things. But...
0: be better for us, though. <laughs> it would.
1: It would, you know. And I think it was incredibly brave of you to go stat for stat as you rolled. Because for a fighter, your strength is crazy. But... Everything else is kind of like, eh, you got a couple of crazy ones, but you got some mediocre ones in there.
0: Yeah, I think um, without looking at it, I can't remember, but I think my strength is eighteen, and then my next highest is like fourteen, and it's intelligence. So yeah, it's not like it's not ideal. No, because <laughs> as a fighter, I think you want to
1: use like dexterity. Yeah,
0: strength and dex are your two big ones yeah. as a fighter. But I, I mean, I just I rolled just straight down the line. And then after I had all of them input, I was like, okay, now what class would that work with? And there was really no class that it would work with having a high strength and a high intelligence. And I was like, the high strength, I guess, will be a fighter, (laughs) you know? Yeah, you know. (laughs) Probably could have been a paladin, I guess, but. Yeah,
1: in hindsight, but I think you were toying with it and you just ended up going ahead and going on, you know, with a fighter.
0: But, man, I. I just think, you know, bottom line, if you're going to play, then play the character that you created. And if you're going to DM, then DM in a style that suits your group. Oh, for sure. So I think um, absolute bottom line on should you be a dungeon master or should you be a player character completely up to you, Um, whichever one suits you better. And whichever one your party needs at the time.
1: Yeah. I mean, let's be real. I prefer to play. But when the main DMs need a break, don't, afraid, don't be afraid to pick up that mantle and try another game for a little while and give them a break so they can get in the action with you instead of just always telling the story.
0: It's true. And I can tell you from experience that as a um, basically full-time DM for a little while, Uh, We love it when one of our players is like, hey, let me run a game or two so that you can play. We love that crap. Like, like we love it when you guys do that because it gives us a break, gives us an opportunity to sit on your side of it, gives us an opportunity to kind of evaluate how we're doing things. And like, you know, when Sean ran his first one shot and I got to play, he kind of did things similar to the way that I was doing them. And I was like, ooh, maybe I should tweak that or I need to do this more often because I really liked it when Sean did this. So it's like it gives us a different perspective on it as well. Oh,
1: hands down. Perspective always. That'd definitely help you with that for sure. Because especially if you've only ever DM'd. Oh, yeah. And then you go and play and you're like, eh. You know, and then it's like, oh, wow.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I could have done it like that and it would have been better. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, ooh, maybe I'd to tighten up the reins a little bit on because they're taking it. you know, for example, from me doing that kind of deal.
0: Yeah, 100%. Well, guys, I think that is going to wrap up. We're hitting 40 minutes. Uh, So I think that's going to wrap up this episode of the Nerdcast. So uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, If you want to, the subscribe button is there. It's an option. You don't have to. But please, please, please go check out all of our social media. It's just at JRB Studios. Uh, You can find us there. We post oftentimes three times a day. We haven't this week because it's a holiday. But most weeks we post three times a day. Uh, check out our website, jrbstudios.wixsite.com. That will be changed soon to just jrbstudios.com. Hopefully, um, check out our Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash jrbstudios, and you can support us. There's a $1, a $3, and a $5 tier. All of those tiers get um, early access, and all of those tiers get what we have called um, our mandalorian fan show which is called the fandalorian uh, which (laughs) is basically just me sitting down watching the episode of the mandalorian and commentating on it Uh, they're not like overly produced overly edited it's basically i sit down i watch the episode i talk i don't even throw intros and outros on it i just upload it to patreon uh it's pretty raw uncut and I'll just be straight up honest with you. I am not a great movie commentator. <laughs> I can commentate the crap out of some sports, but you put me in front of a movie. I just want to watch the movie. Oh know? yeah. And so, um, I'll be a hundred percent honest with you. We're probably going to try to get Nick to start doing some Fandalorian because Nick, on the other hand, can watch a show and just pick every little thing out. Uh, and so go check that out. Patreon.com forward slash JRB studios. And, Uh, hopefully we, well, we have a YouTube channel, not hopefully we have a YouTube channel. We have a YouTube channel right now. We're going to start doing a monthly, um, video game stream. Don't know what it's going to be yet. This month's for the month of November was Jedi fallen order. played for a few hours yesterday, had Jason Silva in there with me hanging out, talking for a little while. That video is on YouTube. You can go watch that. Um, not sure what next month is going to be. Uh, hopefully, I've got you know Red Dead Redemption. I've got Ghost Recon Wildlands. I've got the new 2K. I've got MLB. So you know we'll we'll get some different games going and uh, maybe some Battlefront eventually too. But um, YouTube, we're going to do a live stream once a month, and I've got something in the works for YouTube that probably wouldn't start till next year. But I'm going to pitch it to Sean right now. Um, this is the first time he's hearing it. So he has a look on his face like he's concerned of what I'm doing. But um, (laughs) I'm pitching this to Sean right now. And hopefully if Tanner is still listening, Tanner is in on this too. I would love to. Let's be real.
1: He's still listening.
0: (laughs) Yeah. He's probably the only one listening. Let's be honest. I would love to starting next year, next season, or maybe even next summer, start on the JRB Studios YouTube channel, a series called jrb outdoors where we go out on the boat and go fishing take our phones take some camcorders record a fishing trip basically like an outdoor channel show but on youtube and films with our iphones and like just us like hunting and fishing
1: and shenanigans
0: and shenanigans of course i would love to do that we can't start this season obviously because uh, rifle season's almost over Bow season lasts until February, but uh, I've got a lot of stuff going on. I don't have time to go hunting this year. Uh, Maybe we can start in the summer with some fishing, so we'll see. But if you like the outdoors, if you like outdoor sports, if you like hunting, if you like fishing, Let us know. All
1: I gotta say is I have one request. I don't want to get beat by a girl at fishing, so we gotta leave Brittany at home. (laughs) Yeah, I'm um, kidding. It's the only way we're gonna get fish.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if we don't take Brittany fishing with us, we it'd just be a show of us just throwing lines out all day and not catching anything. Exactly.
1: Yeah, we we need fish. Uh, I like food.
0: (laughs) For those of you who don't know, my wife, she's the best fisherman in my family. So
1: Um, probably probably pro if she actually wanted to. (laughs) She probably I'll be real.
0: Probably could so all right so uh facebook instagram twitter at jrb studios youtube jrb studios patreon.com forward slash jrb studios com. that's all you need to know go check out all of those we post three times a day we're starting blogs once a week youtube probably once a month for right now um podcast weekly sean you got any final thoughts
1: all I'm saying is I want to, now that I know we got short stories on there, people need to
0: start sending them up. I'd like to read some short stories. For sure. For sure. Uh, so if you or a loved one suffer from short story syndrome, which just means that you write short stories and have nowhere to put them, send them to me and I will read them and I will possibly publish them for you on my website. Not like actually publish them, but like put them online so people can see them uh, for free. You don't have to pay for it. Uh, we're not going to pay you, unfortunately, because we won't make money off of it. So, um, but we will offer that service to you to put up basically whatever you want to do. I will read through it. I'll let some of the guys read through it and we'll determine if we want to sponsor it, put it Let's on our be website. Real, I so, don't
1: read. You're going to have to read it to me.
0: <laughs> I'll record an audio book version. Of oh, and send okay. It to cool, you, so. cool. Perfect. All right, guys, that is it for this episode of the Nerdcast. And that is all of our shameless plugs for now um so we will uh, i guess we'll see you in the next one i don't know when the next one or what the next one's going to be but we will see you there
1: peace